Promo Insiders, the ASI Media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm joined by Gia Macklin of Ecoplum to talk about their sustainability journey and steps the promo industry can take to reduce reliance on plastics. Thanks for joining us today, Gia. Thanks for having me, Teresa. So can you tell me a little bit about how Ecoplum got its start and also why sustainability and eco-friendly business practices are so important to you? Sure. So um, I kind of like to say that Ecoplum is not a promotional products company that got into sustainability. It's a sustainability company that got into promotional products. Uh, we started off as a, um, a actually a green shopping rewards network. Um, I started Ecoplum in 2007. I had been in the healthcare um, software industry for a very long time. I had started my own software company and I had sold it and was looking for, you know, something different to do. And at the time I had young kids and I was very concerned, you know, some of the environmental challenges that we had. And although at the time I wasn't that, you know, at, certainly not as knowledgeable as I am now about the issues. And, um, but I uh, knew that that something needed to be done. So um, I wanted to try to make my own small difference, you know, whatever it could be um, with my entrepreneur excuse me, my entrepreneurial background. And so I started Ecoplum. And like I said, it was to reward people for shopping green. And we looked for um, for products that were eco-labeled and certified green in some way, and then people would get points for that. And then it sort of morphed over time into um, just a, a, a consumer-facing um, eco e-commerce site for uh, for fashion items, jewelry, skincare, and home items. And um, that was the first sort of this, that's how it was going along for a while. And we got a call from a Fortune 500 company that had discovered some of our uh, reclaimed wood products, uh, specifically a, uh, a smartphone holder made out of reclaimed wood. And they wanted about a thousand of those with their company name on them. And I said, sure, we can do that. And it, overnight we, you know, at that time, that one sale was more than we were making, uh, I mean, in a whole year selling, selling fashion items online practically. So um, saw that it was a good opportunity to make a bigger difference and reach more people and reach people on a business level. And my my expertise had always been in business to business anyway. So the business to consumer was um, was not really, I'd say, my um, my forte. Mm -hmm. So uh, got back into the B2B world and realized at the time that um, so you know, decided to get into promotional products, but still with a sustainability focus. And at that time saw that there was a big need for sustainable options in this uh, $24 billion industry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's 
been changing recently, but you know, in those early days, there were were not that many things out there. Right. Um, so one thing that kind of you know, got you on my radar was um, the Business Coalition for a Global Plastics Treaty. I saw that and I saw that you guys, you know, were were part of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're a smaller company, but yeah. so that I think that kind of caught my eye too, because it's a lot of like really big companies that are on this list. So can you tell us a little bit about like what this all effort is all about and, and why it's something that the promo industry should be keeping an eye on? Okay. Um, so yeah, we were really thrilled to to receive an invitation. It was actually back in uh, November 2020 uh, that we received an invitation to join what was then a um, it was a business call for a binding global pa- plastics treaty uh, at the UN. And uh, so we were one of the very first signatories of this manifesto calling for a binding. Uh, global plastics treaty um, that then the uh, the the UN met in March 22 and um, at that time took a lot of the recommendations of this group of businesses um, but they did not come up with a binding global plastics treaty but at the time they came up with a um, a resolution um, so it was the UN Environmental Assembly in March 22 that came up with that resolution to proceed with a, uh, a, a an intergovernmental negotiation committee and process towards a legally binding agreement to end plastic pollution. And then after that, um, the uh, coalition was formed and convened for the first time in September, and it was... Uh, convened by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and the World Wildlife Fund, along with 85 organizations that were the initial initial signatories, plus other, uh, you know, of this business call, plus some mm-hmm. other um, companies that came along during that time. And yeah, we're just, you know, um, <laughs> just really, it's an honor for us to be, um, you know, alongside companies like Ikea and L'Oreal and Unilever and Pepsi, and, you know, it's just like, wow, and Danone and, you know, we're, it's just great. So, um, and, you know, I, it's, that's how we got involved. And, you know, if you'd like, I'm happy to talk a little bit about more about what the coalition's goals, vision and goals are. Yeah, that would be, that would be great. Okay. So, um, so the, the coalition and it, it, um, consists of companies large and small, as well as um, as non as NGOs, non governmental organizations, um, and uh, you know we're all kind of working together for a shared vision, and that vision is for a circular economy where um, plastic doesn't actually become pollution, and so plastic it's maintains its value and it stays in the economy um and so i kind of like want to just read one thing that they say which is in, in the coalition's vision statement it's to end plastic pollution for good and increase the pace of change we need a system-wide transformation that prevents plastic waste from being created in the first place using a circular economy approach that tackles all steps of the value chain with a high level of ambition. So it's, you know, to get the 
circular economy going to um, prevent plastic pollution and to put the systems in place to do that. Um, and the outcomes that the coalition would like to see is sort of threefold. It's a reduction in plastic production, especially plastics that are short-lived, like single-use plastics, as well of, as plastics that have high leakage rates, like microplastics. Um, the circulation of plastic items, if they cannot be eliminated, to keep them in the economy as long as possible at their highest value. And then um, the prevention and remediation of, you know, whatever is left to keep it from leaking the leakage into the environment. So those are the main, um, you know, outcomes that the coalition would like to see. And the coalition exists to bring these policy recommendations forward to the UN for an ambitious and effective treaty and to keep all of the, to be an inclusive group of organizations um, that, that come up with these recommendations, um, to coordinate advocate, advocacy efforts so that we're sort of um, joined in strength mm -hmm. and, um, and also to bring confidence back to the business community that you know something is going to be done and you know hopefully and so that's that's why it exists and you know we'd like to see the treaty come along and with this resolution that happened in um in march um you know it's moving along and there's a possibility of a binding a treaty, global treaty by the UN by 2024. So it's really incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, for the promo industry, obviously, you know, there's a lot of items that are made out of plastic. Um, you know, not all of them are, you know, single use or anything like that. There, you know, there's a lot of reusable stuff, but, you know, the, I think there has been criticism about there being too high of a reliance on plastic. What are What are some things that, the promo industry can do to kind of reduce its reliance or kind of help with this treaty, help with the, the circularity of, of, you know, the plastic industry. Sure. So, um, so I know that the, the treaty is about specifically about plastics, but I think it's important to just look at sustainability overall. Um, when we look at the promotional products industry. And I think first and foremost, um, we need to eliminate the cheap, gimmick products that, whether they're made out of plastic or not, that are very likely to never get used. And, you know, we all know what we're talking about. You go to a conference and you get some things in a bag and before you even check out of your room, they're they're in the trash and, and you know, nobody really ever sees them. So we need to eliminate those. Um, and two would be to replace uh, products that are made from plastic with other renewable sources. So there are so many different materials that promotional products can be made out of um, that are renewable, such as bamboo, wood, or hemp, um, and other natural sources. So um, we can you know, move away from plastic. But if you are going to offer plastic, I think it's very important to make sure that it's already it's plastic that's already out there in circulation so post-consumer recycled plastic um is you know is 
really what we should be looking to for our promotional products. For example, we sell a lot of pens that are made out of recycled plastic bottles and they look nice and they write well and you know and we're keeping the plastic out there um and not going into the waste stream um the third thing is you know i think you you said that this already does um we already have a lot of this in the promotional products industry but to offer products that do replace single-use disposable plastics but i think what we need to be careful about is that, you know, yeah, it's great to have reusable totes and, you know, bamboo utensil sets, stainless steel coffee mugs, you know, water bottles made out of maybe borosilicate glass or something like that. But we need to be careful that we're not creating one problem, uh, getting rid of one problem, creating another. And what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of promotional products companies sell these, um, um, reusable bags that are made out of non-woven material, and that's really just a, a tougher plastic, but um, they're not that uh, durable, and they break after several uses, so we're almost replacing like a, a cheap plastic with a, with a plastic that's even harder to break down over time. So I think it's important to say, well, is this product replacing single-use plastics and is it something that is going to be used many many times over and um eventually biodegrade in a way that you know um it, it much quicker than plastics do so right, right and i think that's something we hear a lot more about is higher value items in the industry right like you know yeah. trying to kind of steer people toward you know, buying maybe fewer things, but each of them being like a higher value item. But it's the conversation that you have to have with, you know, with your end users and try to convince them on something that maybe they, you know, they just want to spend right. a certain amount of money and they're not really thinking about like what what is actually going to be the best use of their for their brand. Right. And that's that's always a challenge. But, you know, we need to look at the bigger picture, um, you know, and, you know, w- another thing I guess that I didn't mention is looking at things made out of upcycled materials. So products that have had a previous life. Um, so like coasters made out of recycled chopsticks or mouse pads made out of um recycled tires, you know, notebooks made out of apple peels and apple byproducts, things like that. So those are great examples of a circular economy. And, you know, the possibilities are really endless um, as to what we can do. And I was just, I keep looking over here because I want to show you a couple products. Um, You know, one, I think one of the greatest, um, you know, reusable bags are these foldable Chico bags because they are made of recycled plastic and then they can be used and they last for a really long time and they can be used over and over but not only that but because they fold into their own little couch um i carry three of these around in my purse every day and so i can't tell you how many plastic bags i've replaced single-use plastic bags i've replaced with this product um so that's a good example of a reusable product. Um, And then these are the um, pens made out of recycled plastic bottles. And I love the way they write and they're just, they're they're a lot of fun. So I just wanted to show you a couple of Yeah, so I mean, I think that's one thing to remember too, is that, you know, these 
products can, can still be fun and, and joyful and people really like them. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like focusing on right. sustainability doesn't have to like suck the life out of, of <laughs> right, promo. Exactly. You know? It can still be a fun, exciting, useful product. Exactly. You know, the Apple Peel notebooks are a lot of fun and they smell like apples, you know, like Brandy Smith mm. apples. And yeah. you know, people love the thought that they're they're made out of apples. And, and so, yeah. we, you know, those those are really fun. Awesome. Well, do you have any other tips or strategies for distributors who want to kind of move toward a more sustainable, you know, business practice, but aren't really sure how to get started? Sure. Um, so I think um, one thing that's important is to really move towards sustainability as a company altogether and not just dabble in it and just, you know, say, i there are many distributors that have an eco-friendly line, mm-hmm. but that sort of doesn't, you know, it's nice to have, but if you're still uh, offering the other products, you're not really committed to reducing plastic and being sustainable. So I think um, more distributors should should look at their overall business practices and, and overall how they choose the products that they offer. Um, you know, are they, do they have a means of verification when someone says that something, when a supplier says that something is recycled or calls it eco-friendly? I mean, I can't tell you how many things I say. It's eco-friendly. Why is it eco-friendly? And then you look into it and there really isn't anything to back up that claim. So it's, kind of building up the means of verification, the ability to question and understand what suppliers are actually telling them about products. Um, Another thing they could do is become a B Corporation like we did, uh, which is, um, you know, we had, we've changed our bylaws to ensure that our decisions um, take into account all of our stakeholders um, including not just our shareholders, so our employees, um, the community, our suppliers, the customers, and the environment. And those are all equally as important as um, as the shareholders, and that's what a B corporation is. So they should maybe look into that. It's a, quite a process. It took us about two years to get, and only, um, I think, a third to about a half of the companies that, that that apply for B Corp get it, but if you get it, it shows how committed you really are. We're also, you know, another thing they could do is we're also a Green America Gold certified uh, company. We're members of a lot of different sustainable coalitions that they could look into, other distributors could look into, the American Sustainable Business uh, Council, it's now called the network, sorry. the Association for the Advancement of uh, Sustainability in Higher Education is another one. Uh, and like this business coalition now that we're part of for the Global Plastics Treaty or just joining the Fair Labor Association. Those are some things they can do. And I just want to maybe say that the, the first step can be looking at what area of your company is contributing the most to needless waste. You know, maybe most of your products are coming from overseas, so start looking maybe more locally to try to reduce transportation emissions, or maybe it's that you don't do any kind of durability testing when you um, bring products on board, and so start doing that. So whatever it is, um, is like look at your company as a whole and say what what are we doing a lot of that is kind of producing waste or or 
emissions that we can try to, you know, start to reduce. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes one of the nice things for a business is that when you look at things like that, you might actually save yourself money too, which, you know, exactly. is, um, which is an added bonus, you know, for your exactly. bottom line. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you look at um, your company and you run your company with an equal emphasis on people, planet and profit, that things actually start to fall into place. And so it's, you know, it almost becomes, um, you know, just part of the fabric of what you do. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Gia. This was really great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. It was great to be here.